0: Jess.
1: And I'm George. And this is Trans-pantastic. Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all of the life that happens between them. Like sex. If we're lucky.
0: Oh, uh, lately. Life is Not crazy. Not so lucky. And busy. No, we don't <laughs> get lucky as often lately. No. We're I, just so well, freaking exhausted.
1: I feel like for this topic we should be More caffeinated and awake or something, but this is about what we get if we get there anyway. So (laughs) fair enough.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, and we're going to forewarn you: we probably will have some graphic descriptions, but not unnecessarily explicit. If you're looking for our favorite position or how many inches George's dick has grown, not happening. Not today. No. No. But
1: But this is a topic you've been trying to talk me into for a while. I have. There's some merit behind it because it has to do with um, dysphoria and how do you deal with yourself.
0: Yes, and not only that, but how does the body change during transition? How does the sexual experience change during transition?
1: Or, I, you know, I have one opinion, so how can it change?
0: Yes, how can it change? I have
1: my experience.
0: Yes. We got, you know, responses of how do you, how does it? When I threw the question up on Tumblr, Facebook, Twitter, the response comes oftentimes, you see a lot of internet micro celebrities getting the question of what should i do or how will this change
2: mm-hmm.
0: no it's not how will it's how can because your will might be some completely different from three other people's what will happen right so we're boring we are we're old
1: we're boring <laughs> that's okay
0: we had a friend who asked us if we were on fat life and I'm like, no, we don't have time or energy for kink. We're barely vanilla.
1: But we're good with that.
0: We it, enjoy it.
1: It works for us. It's fine.
0: Hell, we're not even vanilla. We're like really good sweet cream.
1: That's, that's your favorite description.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> However, we have great sex, so.
0: We it, do. It's fine. I love our sex. Yes. And it took you a while to get to good sex.
1: It did take me a while. Not that I didn't try.
0: You had to work your way into getting good sex when you were younger.
1: Yeah, I would say it was more like a a stone butch approach at that time, you know, when I was younger, Mm -hmm. which involves less of... Well, it kind of emphasizes I'm not accepting a feminine body and the best way to work around that from that approach is to like ignore everything
2: mm-hmm.
0: don't touch me i don't want to think about or, having anything to be touched
1: or only touch me these ways which are for me less direct mm-hmm. um which for other reasons was also better because you know, as far as you um, have a, comfort.
0: Yes, comfort is a big issue in your world and has always been because your junk is not like most people's junk that's born with the junk that you have.
1: Exactly.
0: It looks like other, <laughs> but no.
1: It's like a kit car or something. It only looks like that car. It's <laughs> not really that
0: car. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, um we saw a guy on FTEM Sex Talk mm-hmm. and somebody had asked about their head being really sensitive. Mm-hmm. And you had that problem too, and like just can't
1: Lots of guys have mentioned this right when they get on T. They're like all of a sudden like, whoa, that shit is sensitive. Uh-huh. But um I was kinda hoping I wouldn't end up with that initial or long-term issue?
0: Because you already had it. Because I
1: already had it. I already really, really had it.
0: Not like in a pleasurable, sensitive way either. No,
1: no, in an ouch way. Like, no, no, I'm sorry, it only looks like it works that way it doesn't.
0: And you took a rather extensive survey.
1: Some people called extensive sample size.
0: I think you had a fairly representative sample size, given your the, the outcome of your study.
1: Well, that- and I was that was before I was married, the first time, you know. Mm-hmm. So in a long term relationship, I was not taking any samples. There were no, there was no survey happening. But before that, that's
0: I- why you got divorced because you were not getting any survey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that among other things, but that that often happens when things are not going well anymore in your marriage. Yes, yeah. It yeah. It
0: does. It does fair enough. Right. But, you know, you while you were coming to terms with your body as a younger,
1: it didn't shy me away from butch.
2: sex. Yeah.
1: I had a desire for sex and I like to touch women and you know, sex is good. It is. Yeah, so.
0: And so you had a lot of it, and good for you. 40-something Yeah.
1: surveys of everybody else's junk seemed to work a certain way.
0: Yes, they, and I they wasn't... like to be touched up front, and most like some level of direct pressure.
1: Yes, and then a fair amount of people do like internal stimulation.
0: Penetration, yes. Yes,
1: penetration. I, see, the word just wasn't.
0: They That's okay. Coming to the surface, ha
1: ha, huh. ha. Yeah, ha ha ha. Yes,
0: so, and, and your penetrator don't work.
1: That sounded wrong. What's <laughs> wrong with my penetrator? <laughs> I have lots of them.
0: <laughs> you do.
1: We've developed
0: kind of a collection. Yes, but no. The,
1: that, that was backwards. It was. What my point is. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. You're- but
1: but penetrate (laughs) E. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. And and I, with some perspective now, I can get an idea of the combination of things that were happening. Yeah. First of all, as you have noted, my equipment is not built the way it looks.
0: No, it is not. From the
1: outside or
0: Mm -hmm.
1: whatever. Um, And then, you know, having my own dysphoria, I wasn't interested in that anyway.
0: You didn't want to figure out what was there,
1: and and I know from a certain amount of YouTubing that there are some guys that are really okay with that. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, this is the junk I was given, and it seems to work okay for me, and that you know that's good for them. I'm glad, you know. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, mine's always been a nuisance, but
0: but even so, you're not going to go and attack the guys who are happy with their badge.
1: No, no, they can be happy with that, and I'm glad it works for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, like, sad mine doesn't work. I'm just sad my dick is screwed on wrong. That's all. Fair. Yeah. And I, I did. I started to wonder that, too. I mentioned to you, wondered if, like, do the the guys who are really more focused on this is a dysphoria, do they have more of an experience like I've had with my junk of, if my equipment, if I was... I identified at birth as this is a female due to the genitalia that we appear to see. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that's what I understood as I was growing up. But at the same time, I knew that was wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, my brain said, no, no, I am a guy. And so I'm not sure what's going on here, but this is all wrong, right, and I don't know what to really to do about it, mm-hmm. except you just cope as you go along right and I think that if I had any idea sooner like if if I was born you know in this the generation our kids were are, have been born in
2: mm-hmm. and had
1: any idea that I could have changed that, I think I would have really, really yearned for it a lot more than i than I did. You
0: were able to deal with it by putting aside the wrongness of it, because in the culture in which you were raised, there wasn't a way to make rightness out of it that you were really well aware of or felt like was an option to you. Right. And so you were just able to set that part of it aside in your brain and keep going with what you could do.
1: Right. And and there is a lot of um ignoring. That at least that was my approach. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna ignore that and not think about it.
0: And it still is to some extent. When yeah, you're going a- at it by yourself, you don't generally even like to you prefer to use an inanimate object to your hands often because you don't have to touch and feel that it's the wrong
1: thing. and I'm not sure what to say about that. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the way I want to say that, but I, I would like to say more like I prefer s- if I can't have more of a disconnect, I have to find a way to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, which is, I don't know, a little bit lost there. Right. I mean, when I think of inanimate object, I think of dildos, and that's so not what's no, going to happen for me.
0: No, no. Nothing like, like
1: that, or, no. like, vibrators. And that is something that is fairly new in in my world, but still very different um, mm-hmm. than anywhere near what your equipment could do with a vibrator.
0: Well, yes, but that's because my equipment Works on the inside, like it looks, like it should work from the outside. Which is
1: how those kids came out.
0: Yes, that's how
1: we that's got how they number got one and in three. There, and that's how they came out of there.
0: <laughs> yeah, although in all fairness, my hormones don't quite match up
1: because that's no. only two of that's why numerous you're tries a princess man. Because mm-hmm. you're and your hormones don't match up. I, I feel like we're probably missing some of the points that we meant, meant to make, but I think we can always. If we don't hit them all in this in this episode, we can come back and say, "Hey, we forgot to talk about this," and because throw them into another one.
0: Episode seventy is just as good because it's just sixty-nine plus one.
1: Yeah, plus one's never a bad idea if it's hard to get some in the first place, you know.
0: You know. Hmm. Did you have anyone in mind?
1: I wasn't even thinking that. But no, actually. <laughs> Darn. Should, trying to get to ourselves is enough trouble. <laughs> we're both right here.
0: We are. So, since you've been on tea, you know, you had dealt with yourself and you were functioning as a butch for a long while and just sort of working around...
1: The discomfort.
0: The discomfort, the dysphoria, the physical discomfort of things not quite working the right way.
1: Yeah. And I figured... The thing, I, you know, that I had come to understand for myself was it didn't work the right way because my brain and body didn't match. I thought that was why. But now that I've been around YouTube and I see that some guys are really, like, okay with the equipment they were born with and seems to function like Mm -hmm. the gender they were assigned. Yeah. And not just the guys who, like, have birthed children. Right which I think you could mentally shut off a lot of whatever you're dealing with that in the pregnancy or the getting pregnant part. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, everything works very different after a body has birthed a child.
0: Yes, it does. Interacting with your body has made me wonder if you are not uh, AIS or some other intersex condition because, yes, your body looks like that on the outside, but it doesn't work like that. And the inside is not like that.
1: It works enough that I managed to have a period, you know, for too many years. Yes. And I didn't have some of the problems that some some guys who are uh, transitioning found that they were having where they need hysterectomies because they're having so many malfunctions and other problems with that. Mm-hmm. I often wished they would have, so that they could have just took that shit out of there. And yeah. but it bothering me mm-hmm. a long time before. So that part, that part was hooked up in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Whether or not I would have, you know, ever been able to conceive a child, I have no idea, because I was my policy no was in that. nothing was going in, nothing was coming out. I was all good with that. <laughs> that thing didn't even need to be there because it was all wrong anyway. Right. And it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And by uncomfortable, I mean like, ouch. Yeah. And so for me, the way I figured out how to deal with it was indirect pressure. Mm-hmm. And just focus on my partner. And like I never had any desire for sensation of, you know what I would find most women that I would I was with did want like right. penetration or anything I was like not interested Mm-mm. and I was never sure if that was my dysphoria that was creating that physical discomfort or something else but mm-hmm. over time I figured out that it had to have been some of each yes which is why you were saying am I what's going on with that my. Because, body that
2: yes. that it
1: functions quite the way it does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm. I think that there's lots of variations on the the theme.
0: Yes, there are. And so, there there are quite a number of variations. Yeah, and that's part of why we do what we do to give you know one more perspective mm-hmm. on the world of holy effing queer.
1: <laughs> the the only thing I can assume, mm-hmm. because I was able to have a period from like age 11. Oh, I'm sorry. And it's just quite terrible. Is that the rest of the tissue between the internal part that was able to have, have me have a period and the, all the muscle tissue seems to ha- be structured differently hmm That's the the problem. Right. And then it almost seems to me like everything's it it should have been installed like um, It was all like sideways or something. Everything's sideways. sideways. Yeah. Yeah.
2: hmm.
1: And um excuse the expression, cockeyed. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. So Alright. So, since you started tea, your physiological functioning has changed, which most guys find that that happens. hmm And, you know, there has been some growth, which has spread out those nerve endings to be a little bit less sensitive, thankfully.
1: Yes. Initially, no, because all of a sudden, all the nerve endings were, like, on fire, and you're like, holy shit, what's happening? <laughs> You know, yes. you don't want it it's a, you don't wanna bump anything,
0: yeah, yeah, and like if you spend enough time on the internet, you hear the the men's stories of the awkward boners, yeah, the why the hell do I have a boner right now what What is wrong with my dick? why will it
1: what no, As far as I was concerned, I constantly had one, and
0: <laughs> you did, and I, yeah. I that's it, kind of a common experience for yeah. guys starting tea, but yeah. Was it like that painful like it had been or was it just sort of more?
1: It wasn't bad, so I guess it would be more neutral, but things have improved. Yes. Yes, it's very distracting. You have a boner all the time. (laughs) Everybody knows that.
0: (laughs) And that also like was pretty clearly tied to your libido that. Just shot through the roof. It had been high before. Yes. I mean, you know, when we were first married and when we were first together before you transitioned, you know, when we weren't abso-effing-lutely exhausted from kids, we could be together three to five times a week
1: easily. Oh, yeah. It would be hard not to.
0: But then you went from three to five times a week to like three to five times a day.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was thinking it's, it seems like it's like it slowed down, but I was trying to decide, did it slow down or am I just tired from, I think you are having kids around all the time. Cause uh-huh. it's not quite as intense as pretty much could have sex anytime given the yeah. opportunity before. And now it's, and now it's a little bit – it's it calmed down a little is what I think.
0: Yeah, I I think that happens, though, with both of us because when we've had experiences and when we've had periods of no break from kids, which has happened on and on and will continue to happen on and on through the rest of our lives. And don't give me that
1: look. You knew I'm it was getting, coming.
0: <laughs> and, you know, I mean, yes, we have – As parenting responsibilities and mom care responsibilities come and go and take demands from our time, we've seen libido come and go also. And it's not so much a desire for sex or an ability to get an erection or to get wet. It's a matter of, I want to want you right now but I don't quite have enough energy to do anything about wanting you right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that, that seems to be the the case lately.
0: And I think as far as your physical... Disappointing. <laughs> yes.
1: You can hear it in my voice. It's true. Yes. Mm. Not only for you, love. I know. We We have this very brief discussion before we pass out sometimes.
0: Uh-huh. Sometimes lately, it's been like every other night. Mm -hmm. As far as your physiological response, and as far as your hormonal drive, I don't think it's actually like peaked and then dropped off. I think it like peaked and plateaued. Like you're not climbing anymore, but you're not dropping either. As a partner's perspective, and how often I see the look, and how often I catch your eye, or your ass, or...
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the opportunities have dropped off.
0: Yes. Yeah. But so. That's just part of parenting. Opportunities come and go. But as your body has changed and as your libido has changed and as your relationship to your body has changed and seeing yourself as a more male person and coming to terms with your masculinity and accepting it as opposed to sort of hiding from it and putting it on the shelf and ignoring it
2: mm
0: -hmm. you've been able to open up To a little bit more creativity in bed and moving around
1: doing more. Well, and with that amount of sex drive, you kind of do. Yeah. Nonetheless, my equipment still doesn't work like... I had an idea that I was just resistant to having my body function like women's bodies would because supposedly that's the equipment I had, and that that was my dysphoria and I was okay with that because that was my dysphoria and I didn't want that anyway. But I've come to figure out that it's also just my equipment is not exactly built that way. And so I've had to discover and out of necessity of having a higher sex drive, been had more interest in discovering which things would be pleasurable and let's find them out. Yes. And because I have a partner who I can trust, and don't have any concerns about what will happen if I explore something, like we have enough time to be awake to explore anything. But (laughs) you know what? What would happen if I considered trying anything Uh um, different? like more direct pressure or stimulation.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And you had some of those experiences before transition. There were a couple of times where we were in bed and, you know, I would start to lean somewhere or go somewhere that was normally not an okay thing, like I would go after your chest or... And there were one or two times where you were like, Oh, I didn't realize that I would like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I know that I can trust you. So I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. how far I go to try to figure out what might be comfortable. Right. And that's a big thing. And I don't know if you know, and part of that is well I I picked you as a partner. So there you have that that you know Thank you. And then I'm you know, as I'm older I've had time to come to terms with myself. I would have been nowhere near as easy to deal with for myself, let alone anybody else, in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Which I think is a lot of people's yeah. situations. Yeah. Nobody is easy to deal with when they're in their 20s. No, <laughs> no.
1: Pretty much they're not. I mean, the majority of people are not. hmm In one way or another.
0: Right. Don't uh, get married, kids. Mm. Wait until you're 30.
1: They'll listen just as good as we did. Ah, uh, they will. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, come on now. How, how old were you when you settled down with your uh, first wife?
1: I was in my 30s. Good boy. Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, a lot of things that you didn't like before, you have found that you like, and because of your physiological differences there were some things that you hadn't been able to explore before you because you are so terribly sensitive up front you had always been a top because it allowed you to regulate the pressure for yourself
1: yes which was very important if I was going to have any of my own physical enjoyment out of the sexual experience Mm Mm-hmm. Being quite as sensitive as I've always been. Right. It try being a
0: top after top surgery.
1: You will get very creative <laughs> if you want. If you have a high sex drive and you, you cannot be a top.
0: You cannot support your body weight you with your upper body.
1: Desperate enough to say, okay, let's try something else. <laughs> and that, that can turn out okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't change the fact that, as far as I'm concerned, there's no vagina. I'm not a vagina guy. I'm not a guy with a vagina.
0: No, in, no... as far as I'm concerned, you don't even really have a hole. You have a pore. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's supposed to. It. Like I said, it's just like my dick is screwed on sideways. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird.
0: Yes. Which And
1: because it was put on wrong, it doesn't have the right sensitivity. Yeah. Sections. Yeah, but you that make it convenient for a lot of people to just go ahead and have sex. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so there's that and then there's also the fact of getting over some previous experiences and letting me get my head between your legs. And there was sort of this, if I understand the way that you have responded and the few things that you have explained correctly, there was sort of this big brain and hormone soup of past experiences and it doesn't work that way, and I'm not comfortable with somebody else being that close
1: to such, something that's wrong. Such sensitive area that mm-hmm. they're not going to understand really doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah, that's a, that can be a problem. And then there's, you know, it squashes the whole deal. Mm-hmm. So, instead I spent my time with my head between a lot of other legs – Good for them. Yeah, well. Good for
0: me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> worked okay. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I got no complaints.
1: I didn't have any either.
0: Oh, you mentioned that as far as toys go, vibrators have been, and buzzy toys, and...
1: Too much stimulation for, for me because because my stuff is so sensitive. Right. Like, it's not like, oh, that's good. It's like, what the fuck do people do with this thing? <laughs> Ouch! That's crazy. But And I know that it obviously works for a lot of people because they sell a lot of those things. They do? Yeah.
0: And they work for me. I know. <laughs> and But you've been using them lately because all of your nerve endings, again, they're spreading out. You're finding where it works and where it doesn't.
1: Still, yeah. Still rather indirect I think especially compared to anybody else i've ever known yes but um what do you mean by indirect um lots of people can have stimulation directly to their glands whatever okay. shape it may be mhm and i can't especially on the very end areas not that's not a comfortable thing Right. Which for most people, no matter what shape they have, cisgendered males or females, Mm -hmm. and everybody in between, seem to have a fair amount of luck with that area. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: By no means all, but definitely A a lot of people do, like, attention to their head. Yeah. And you have to scoot back.
1: I'm like, don't pull on that thing, man. Don't touch. Yeah, not, not, not that way. No. Yeah, so, so that's different. And to go back to the dysphoria question, I think that that's often the biggest question. And that's the question that we got mm-hmm. when, when you said, Does anybody have any questions if you talk me into having this conversation? I still have to not think about exactly what I would picture if I was looking right at everything.
0: Yeah. And I think if you say, don't think about the fact that your shit looks like a vagina. Well, that's what guys are going to think about. But if you say instead, think about the sensation, think about your partner, think about what you're doing and not what it looks like. Don't think about a pink elephant. Okay, now what are you thinking about?
1: Right. So there, there are ways um, that some folks can deal with the dysphoria by finding in a, a different focus mm-hmm. during that time. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's at least part of what we were going to say.
0: Right. So sex is good.
1: Sex is good.
0: Sex is really freaking good. Yeah. Did we want to talk about using prosthetics? We've talked about the fact that you can fap with the uh, peacock.
1: Yes, which is good for dysphoria, mm-hmm. by the way. And I, I, can, I hadn't considered that because I didn't know until, until I had already ordered one that that was an option which we probably mentioned before. But I think that that's a great option for dysphoria if it works for you.
0: Yes, because if your junk is designed in a way that the parts included will fit you, your stuff. Yes. They work with your stuff.
1: They they sometimes do. Sometimes? Sometimes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. And you know, that's the thing, too, with, um, with transition my body's changing the whole time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so there's a, a lot of flux going on, and I think it'll continue to go on for a fair amount of time, even though lots of guys do find uh, growth right away.
0: Yes. Are you finding more now that you've been on the DHT? I think so. You think so? Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to separate what's the T and what's the, you know, what's the intramuscular and what's the topical. The
1: the type of topical stuff you can get now is not as potent as
0: what you used to be able to get. Yeah,
1: so it's a a slower process. Mm -hmm. It's not like, whoa, something's happening here. It's like, hmm, I think something's happening here.
0: We should start measuring you to see what's happening.
1: Let's measure carefully.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I do everything with your junk carefully.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate I've it.
0: Been handling your junk for over 4 years now and I learned almost from day 1 that oh, this this doesn't feel the same. And then you were like, "No, don't do that." And I'm like, "Okay, it doesn't work the same."
1: Nope. Nope. Nope.
0: And I didn't have quite the same experience level that you had, but I I knew enough to say this is different.
1: Yeah. Well, you were probably more observant and willing to compare that sample you did have and that understanding you did have to what you also had, whereas mm-hmm. I was not.
2: Mm mm. No,
0: that's fair.
1: So. You can teach yourself to. You can teach yourself things.
0: You most definitely can. Mm hmm. You've taught yourself a number of things yes thank you for letting me help
1: you're welcome (laughs) thank you for helping
0: oh my pleasure
1: well i think we should turn
0: off the microphone now yeah
1: let's do that
0: all right (laughs) okay (laughs)
1: There's a dog watching me through the window, and he's got that look on his face like he does when he's been waking us up at night.
2: Aww. You know,
1: like, I'm lonely. (laughs) I'm like, dude, there's nothing wrong with you. Go talk to the other dog.
0: I'm sorry. You know,
1: but look, you can see him. I
0: I do see him. Look at him. (laughs) No, thank you. He's like,
1: come on, let me in.
0: Do I need to pull that curtain?
1: That window doesn't open. Pull it just a little. Mm Mm-hmm. Just enough so he can stop staring me down while I'm trying to talk about.
0: Vibrators? Yeah. (laughs) All right.